Nice to have your company. Welcome to the John Mabry Show. Each and every week we talk to New Zealand business leaders who use video, particularly DIY social media video, in their business to inform, educate and entertain their online communities. G'day there, I'm John Mabry. I'm the DIY video guy. I'm passionate about helping business leaders be more visible in media. I run coaching programs to help businesses grow using DIY video. But I also run a video and integrated marketing agency that helps those advanced business leaders who use video with media solutions that drive exponential engagement and sales. If you're getting started, download my free video cheat sheet at johnmaybury.com and schedule a video content strategy call so we can get to work on your video marketing strategy. I just want to help. This week on the show, we talk with Glenn Marvin. Glenn is one of those nice guys in the digital marketing game here in New Zealand, but he didn't actually start there. He was a copper. Isn't that right, Glenn? Well, I've got a little bit more dodgy background than just starting in the police, but well, we can start at the police force, yes. <laughs> sure, sure. Where, what, where, where were you? I was a police officer in South Auckland for four years and in South Canterbury in the rural policing for about another three years. So I was a a, a good mix of experience. And how, how did you um, how did you find what, what was probably the number one skill that you learnt being a police officer? <clears throat> well, the irony is, is when I left the police, I didn't think I had any transferable skills. Um, but in hindsight, which is that wonderful thing, it's being able to engage, being able to talk to most people, and to be able to assess situations quickly and take action. Uh, probably the biggest skill sets that I took out of it. And um, you said you didn't really have those transferable skills, and then you moved from police work into what? What was your? What was it? What was that next step? What did you? You know. Well, m maybe first of all, why did you want to leave the police force? Oh, that's a whole other interview. <laughs> but no, um, the police force. I think when back in the day, the police joining the police was a vocation. Today, it's very much I think seen as a job. Yeah, it is like any other corporate, let's say, environment full of politics. Um, you get paid fairly crap money for what you do. Very, very undervalued. Um, it's still to this day I think one of the best job choices that somebody can make. Um, but I had what to make like? a. What did you like about it? People. But when you join with this unrealistic expectation that you are going to change the world and be there to help people, and then the reality sits in is that you are the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. Yep, you're helping clean up messes, but you're not necessarily doing the proactive stuff that's helping people at the start. Sure. So that's why I left. Um, I had to make that choice of do I become an old cynical bastard? Or do I go out there? Are you saying there's lots of old cynical bastards um, <clears throat> in the police force? There are lots of old cynical bastards in every Everywhere. profession. Okay. Um, but that was where I was heading. I had to make a personal choice to look after my own mental health, to go out there and forge my own path to try and find something that I truly loved, where I could make a difference. And um, 
So yeah, I just upped and left. And was that, you just mentioned making a difference, was that that was still an ethic, a, a principle that you wanted to follow through across all of your life? Absolutely. In fact, I've, I do have, <laughs> and uh, social proof, <laughs> I have this little thing in my wallet which I carry around and it goes with me everywhere and every day. And um, so this is, this is my life purpose. You can read that out. Wow. Privileged. I make a positive difference in someone's life life every single day. I make a positive difference to someone in their life every single day. Mm. And you wrote that when? I don't know how long ago. Long time ago. Um, and it gets you through when you're having a shit day. Pull it out, read it, pick up the phone, make someone happy. Got it. Mm. And so, moving to that next step of making difference, where did you land? Uh, well, the first thing that you do when you leave a job and you think you've got no transferable skills is you just find any job. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got a, an account management slash sales job and I was just, timing worked out well. Um, within a couple of years, I was made general manager of that business. And then that just happened to be owned by a venture capital company out of, the, out of Australia. So when we'd done a bit of turnaround work with them and then moved on to another business and then another business through them. Um, and it was all in that heyday of the early, two, early to mid 2000s when this whole digital marketing thing was just going off. And that's where I fell more in love with the digital marketing side than the business management side, ironically. The entrepreneurial spirit within me has meant that I'm now running businesses and so I have to focus on the business management side of it, but that's still with that passion around digital marketing. So about learning new skills, but ultimately that transferable skill was people. It was relationship dealing with all sorts <coughs> of different people. Is there a particular example that you can remember? Um, I know this is, you know, uh, nothing scripted here. Can you remember <laughs> a time um, in those early years that you just went, Oh, thank God for that. Yep. I've, uh, I've probably fired 100 people. <laughs> so you, you've in that time you've fired them. Yes. And you've gone, thank goodness my thank relationship skill. goodness that I had that time in the police where I could have hard conversations in a professional way. Wow. Okay. Because it's a terrible situation to have. You are making a terrible... Terribly tough decision that is going to have a material impact on somebody else's life. Forget about whether they're doing a good job or not. If you are firing somebody, then it is impacting them financially, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and not just them, they may have a family. Um, and so is it's a really where, hard thing. Is this where you get out your wallet and pull out your little piece of paper? And Well, like I'm clear, it, <clears throat> I've been in that situation too where I've had to fire. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's not a nice thing to do at all, but it's a business decision. Yep. And um, sure, it may not make a difference, but it makes a difference for the business moving forward. Yep. And sometimes those hard decisions need to be made. No, and, and in, in truth, I, I actually took a lot of inspiration from, I can't even remember the name of the movie, but it was a movie that George Clooney was in. And his job was to go around the world firing people. And his one line that he used to fall back on all the time was, I'm freeing you up for further opportunities <laughs> that are more aligned with what you're, what sure. you're good at. 
Sure. Um, one door, one door closes, I, another one slams in your face. And if they're not doing a great job, then most of the time they're not happy. And if they're not happy, they're probably not doing something that they like or they're good at. They're just doing it because they need the money. And so more often than not, then with, you can have a good conversation with them. Um, I'll always support anybody that I fire to hopefully try and identify sure. what that next step is. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's nothing to do with video. We digress. We digress. <laughs> it's all about video because I think it all makes us uh, uh, complete around um, our past plays into the now. Otherwise, you know, so many people don't do video because they're fearful of or they haven't had the experience of or what have you. Um, there's something about that backstory that oh. stops people. And I'm clear as this video series is about talking to people who use video in this environment are quite comfortable with it. Take imperfect action um, because that's what it's all about and actually look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know what, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you've got to look yourself at the end when, when you're watching your, watching your video playback and you go, oh, I've got gray hair here and you know what, I look okay. I very rarely watch the videos that I produce post production. Did you, uh, did you have to do videos in the police force? Uh, video interviews. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a number of them. Um, but you don't really, and this, I think that's probably a key takeaway. You don't actually think about the camera. Sure. When you're interviewing them, you concentrate on the subject. Here, here. And um, do you remember your first video you produced? Post police? Well, yeah, just, just one that you <laughs> in remember, the modern, and in the you modern, might have looked back on that and gone. In the modern social media age, definitely. Uh, I sucked. And I still look at some of the things that I do and go, oh my God, that is terrible. But I would rather get it out there, take imperfect action, and be even 40% happy with it. It's got such a short lifespan that... I think we're kidding ourselves if we think that the way that we come across needs to be perfect because um, we're it's not... It's never going to be. We're not worthy. <laughs> I don't believe that I'm worthy of full production studios and all of that sort of crap. Um, the content that you produce is going to be absorbed and gone in a blink of an eye and it's about capturing the moment. How do you go with... Um being better or being authentic on video because i'm clear that there is a you know it's like when people meet glenn marvin now they go oh cool that's what glenn marvin's like is that the same glenn marvin that they see on video bloody hope so <laughs> uh no honestly i am a much bigger fan ironically enough of live one take than rehearsed scripted uh and things like that um, I recently put out a bloopers thing um, and that, that was if I'm doing something that is for a, on a, a sales video then it has to follow some sort of a natural flow and script yeah and I freaking hate it I hate it um, whereas I'm much more comfortable in a in an interview situation in a live situation in a group situation where you feed off each other um, and if there's, you know, one tip for anyone that wants to start yep. is either get interviewed or start interviewing because you bounce off each other and you don't worry about the stop and the start and the stutter. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay if you stop or start or yeah. stutter. Right. Um, fast forward now to Connector. 
um, which is all about relationships mm -hmm. and connecting ethical people with ethical people. Where did that come from? Uh, well, falling into the digital marketing world, it's full of bollocks, um, unethical practices, dodgy digital agencies and everything like that. There is a shit ton of good agencies out there, trust me. But, um, you know, in, in all honesty, uh, you know, I was part of the problem way back when as well because I got caught up in all of the hype. I believed the bullshit that I was spinning and I was interested in growing a massive agency probably to the detriment of some of the clients in the end. Um, when you're hiring... God. 10, 20, 30, 40 people a year. And maybe some of those you're firing half of them too. Yes, absolutely. When you're hiring those people and those people are on commission, those people are incentivized by selling and they're not necessarily interested as much in the client's outcomes sure. as they should be. So <clears throat> a little bit of the, the ethics thing, maybe my moral compass got the better of me. And I was just sick of seeing the bullshit that was out there in the market and thought, well, it's time to do something a little bit different. So I actually came from, I didn't want to start a business in, the, in this area. I've already got a successful agency. Sure. Uh, I started doing some pro bono work last year and working, working for whiskey. Working for whiskey. I, I, I'm not a big whiskey fan, although I think I'm going to be interviewing uh, Ash. Mm -hmm. Ash is probably, and I'm going to sit down there and he's going to be fucking giving me a whiskey to try every, second, every, every 10 seconds. Maybe I'm just going to more beer and wine. How did that go for you? Well, it worked so well that I ended up setting up a company <laughs> doing it. So it, it, the way it worked was... I worked with a company for a month. Um, four sessions. First session is to understand the, the challenges, uh, set them on, uh, give them a little bit of guidance around quick wins, around things that they can do themselves. Yep. And then the next three sessions over the next three weeks is pretty much all about me punching them in the face until they took action and saw some of the results. And I'm un un unequivocally unapologetic around the methodology and the way that I work with those people because if you don't take action and all you get is the strategy document sitting on your desk, nothing happens and you don't see value. So um, a lot of my clients today st still send me emails, send me texts saying I'm ready for another punch in the face because we talk about it all the time. Sure. Have you taken action? Even imperfect action. I would, you stole my next line because it's, it's the same. It doesn't matter whether it's video, whether it's asking someone out on a date nope. you know it's about taking action i went to gary v the other week and mm -hmm. you know it's like just execute just execute yeah. do the work it's where it shows up um have you used you use video quite regularly on social media yeah yeah a lot how, uh, how, what sort of results do you find or comments do you get from people well i guess here's a question for you have you garnered leads purely from, from social media video? Purely from social media video, a combination of. I wouldn't ever say that it is purely because of it, sure. but it is a very big part of my strategy or as part of how I do business. But we did do an exercise at the end of the last financial year and we basically went through all of the new clients that had come on board and work back through how many of them had approached us yep. through social media after, and that was 
um, primarily through private messaging on LinkedIn, and that equated to around a quarter of a million dollars worth of business last year. So I'm doing a dramatic pause just to like get that. Mm. A quarter of a million, a quarter of a mil generated um, from a social media channel. Just from LinkedIn. Just from LinkedIn. You want to get just from LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And what, um, um, what social media, did you use any other social media channels? Uh, we've got a Facebook group, the Ethical Digital Marketing right. Community. Yep. Um, and that is all, the philosophy around that is freely giving. So, you know, there isn't, there's virtually no selling or no sales allowed in there. Yeah. Um, and it's around giving the people the opportunity to ask questions if you're a business owner or a marketer um, and have other people with more experience and better skills than you to freely give um, answers and, and, and help you out. So I'm still I'm still stammering and stuttering <laughs> on the on the quarter of a mil from social media video or s social media content. Um, how often do you post? At the you moment, know, I guess in I guess it's it's peaks and troughs, the ebbs and flow. I would, um, what would your your ideal is when I'm on flow, uh, at least daily, if not multiple times daily, um, and across the different channels between. Primarily Facebook and LinkedIn, probably two to three times a day. Um, and that's not always video. It's not always video. No. no. And I would engage at least probably 10 to 15 times a day on other people's content because it's not just about you. I love it. I love it. Last question. Um, three tips for, you know, I. I, I I like talking to business people who use video. So uh -huh. let's say let's say you're you know you're posting you posted a few things on LinkedIn or you posted a few things on Facebook or even Instagram, um, and it's like you haven't really got much response. How do you motivate yourself to consistently get back on the horse and keep doing it? First of all, uh, build your network. Corny old saying, but your net worth is your network. All right, so build your network. If people aren't engaging, maybe it's because you don't have many people in your network. Um, secondly, give freely. So why would somebody choose to engage with somebody that never engages with them? Um, don't go out there doing false engagement and just blowing smoke up people's asses, sure. but build relationships. Um, and thirdly, just don't get caught up in the vanity metrics. The amount of people that have contacted me directly over the years that I have never thought I had any connection with um, and said, I've been watching you for a while, blows me away. Absolutely blows me away. So don't get caught up in the vanity metrics, right? Just trust in the process. Trust that people will engage and will watch and engaging with people is not just about likes, comments, shares, and everything like that. Is, is that content engaging them? Um, build your network. Um, I'm unapologetically a LinkedIn whore. I will connect oh, with multiple word, people. Um, I choose to trust first and kick them out of my network later. Uh, so I've got, I've got no problem with that. You do not know what that connection will lead to. They may not be a great connection themselves, but their 
connections may value what you have to offer. Um, and the last the thing that I talk about all the freaking time is there's only three things that matter in doing business. Uh, we talk about lifetime value of client, then you're going to need to think about your LTV as well. So that's likability, trust, and the value that you bring to the relationship. So um, if you're an arsehole, it's probably not going to work. All right? If you're not trustworthy, it's probably not going to work. If your product or your service is shit, it's probably not going to work. But if you can build on each of those three core pillars, people only want to do business with people that they like, they trust, and who have something that they can value. So work on those three things. Value that. And I'm sure that those skills learned as a, a, a young police officer in South Auckland and uh, in Canterbury are, um, are, are really working for you now. Yep. I love it. Yeah, um, join the police. Better work stories, <laughs> better life experience. Thanks for listening to Kiwi Business Video Rockstars. Join us next week on The John Mabry Show. Remember to subscribe on your listening platform or watch the video content at johnmabry.com.